Why are we using government money? Why are we shuttling $10 billion from the U.S. Treasury to soda companies? And we have a metabolic disaster happening among kids. My name is Callie Means, and this is my story. I was born and raised right in Washington, D.C. I grew up down the street from the White House. My dad moved to D.C. in the 70s before I was born to be an economic advisor for the Nixon and Ford administrations. And from as long as I can remember, I was going to change public policy in the United States. I was going to impact American competitiveness. That was my obsession growing up. My sister went to Stanford Medical School. I went to Stanford and Harvard Business School. The plan was always to go back to D.C. after college. What I quickly learned is that on both sides of the aisle, when the campaigns are over, everyone goes and works for public affairs lobbying firms. And inevitably, you are sitting across from the two largest spenders in D.C., pharma and big food. And I found myself doing that very quickly. I thought that big food and big pharma were examples of American innovation, examples of the free market and creating these leading industries around the world. So I was proud to go and and work for pharmaceutical companies and and help advance the interest of food companies. And people really convince themselves they're, they're doing the right thing. Obviously, they're also making a lot of money. I was employed by a public affairs firm on K Street that was the lead consultant for the American Beverage Association. So this is one of the interest groups that represents Coke and Pepsi and fights for their interests. And it's very business-like. There was an objective on the table, and that objective was to keep government funding flowing from the food stamp program to soda companies. So this might surprise you, but the number one item that that, those program's dollars are spent on is soda. Uh, 10% of all food stamps funding, it's a $115 billion program, goes to sugar water, to sugary drinks. And obviously, not surprisingly, in 2011, some members of Congress asked, should this be the case? Why are we using government money? Why are we shuttling $10 billion from the U.S. Treasury to soda companies? And we have a metabolic disaster happening among kids. So the objective from the American Beverage Association to the consultants was very simple. How do we argue that it is wrong to take away government funding for soda? We went to the NAACP and the Hispanic Federation, two of the leading civil rights groups in the country who've done great work throughout American history. These groups today are pay-to-play organizations, and we had a meeting that shocked me. It was transactional. It was that Coke uh, funding is going to be taken away from lower-income children of color. This is wrong, and you need to say it's racist uh, to take away soda from, from poor children, particularly children of color. And that's exactly what happened. And there was an all-out carpet bombing of media, both the national level, the leaders of the NAACP, and their local chapters, uh, state by state, saying that it is an example of racism to take soda away from kids. This sounds crazy and evil, talking about it today, but nobody in that room thought what they were doing was evil. This is the pull of financial incentives. I really thought at the time that we were protecting Coca-Cola from the nanny state. I really thought that there was, you know, bad interest trying to restrict choice. When it comes to money, there's Coca-Cola executives, very chummy with left-wing groups. It's very transactional, very clubby between K Street and the NAACP. The NAACP took millions of dollars from Coke. Then they're taking millions of dollars from 
actually the maker of Ozempic, the uh, weight loss drug, now that everyone is obese, they're taking money from them today. They're taking money from pharma. Some of the largest funders in the country, the number one is healthcare and a top one is food. And that's led to a situation where groups on the left are saying we shouldn't stigmatize any type of food. And for some reason, it's become a political virtue on the left to blindly trust pharmaceutical companies as everyone's getting sick and not dive into the causes of why we're getting sick. My mom was the classic American story. She was one of the 50% of Americans who had prediabetes or diabetes. Um, she struggled with blood sugar her most of her adult life. And she, throughout her life, was told this was normal. Oh, high blood sugar, take metformin. Later, high cholesterol, statin. High blood pressure, take a, take a medication. So she had all these siloed conditions and it was normal. But none of those things were seen as potential warning signs. And for my mom at 72, she was taking a hike with my dad, perfectly healthy, felt a pain in her stomach, went in, got a scan, and uh, it was stage four pancreatic cancer. We rushed to her side, had the most profound 12 days of my life, but, but she was dead 12 days after the diagnosis. And as she was dying, uh, the doctors at Stanford Hospital said this was bad luck, the pancreatic cancer. It wasn't bad luck. Pancreatic cancer, many forms of cancer, are highly tied to the prediabetes and metabolic dysfunction. And we are being lied to that cancer is random, that dementia is random, that kidney disease is random, that all these issues that are killing us are random. They're not. They're all exploding. And they're all tied essentially to food. So this idea that my mom was let down like so many of us, instead of saying these are normal things, take a pill, you're fine, I would have loved for them to have curiosity about why her body was giving warning signs that it wasn't processing energy correctly. Literally all of those biomarkers are signs that literally your cells are dysfunctional. It's not normal. So uh, my sister and I, after my mom died, literally in the days following her death, you know, really solidified that we're gonna devote our lives to, to trying to change this. Food is systematically making people sicker. 50% of American adults having prediabetes or diabetes, cancer, heart disease, autoimmune conditions, allergies, any condition you could possibly think of is all going up as we're spending more money to treat it. Healthcare is the largest and the fastest growing industry in the United States, largest and fastest growing. <laughs> you can't even wrap your head around that. In healthcare, the more money we spend, the sicker, fatter, more depressed, and more infertile we are getting. You would expect the institutions of trust in the United States on healthcare to be ringing the alarm about our metabolic health crisis tied to food, but they're not. The brilliance of the systemic design of this devil's bargain where food companies are making cheap, addictive food that's making us sick, which is in their interest, and healthcare industry is profiting from the fact that people are sick without asking why people are getting sick is that there's plausible deniability for every person in every institution uh, from asking why. The pharma company who makes the statin, the doctor who helps the person who is already morbidly obese, the medical school who's training doctors, they can all feel good in the moment, right? They all feel like they're doing something in that specific moment 
They're not responsible for asking, you know, why there's a large cardiovascular children's center in every city now. <laughs> they're curing that child on a micro level who has a heart issue, but they're nobody, not one person is responsible for asking why so many children are having cardiovascular issues. I do think there has to be systemic change because I think Americans want to be healthy and I think they are in trouble if the largest industries in the country are incentivized for them to be sick. When we talk about how to fix this, what's so frustrating, where the lack of leadership really comes in, is that the solutions here are simple. We literally need to stop subsidizing poisonous food, and we need medical leaders to simply say clearly to not eat toxic food. I can tell you from being in the rooms with the food companies and with the healthcare leaders, these are not evil people, but they are incentivized for their industry to grow. We as Americans very understandably listen to medical experts and feel like we should defer to them. We need to do our own research. We need to break free from the incentives of a medical and food system that is highly incentivized for us to be addicted to cheap and dangerous food and sicker for longer periods of time. We need to listen to ourselves, do our own research, and not listen to the experts. And until we change the trillions of dollars of incentives that are slammed against the American people, we're not going to fully get out of this mess. Thanks for watching this video. To keep PragerU videos free and continue this brave, independent storytelling, please consider making a tax-deductible donation.